You're listening to the Broadway Podcast Network. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America NA, member FDIC. Hi, Hannies. It's Amiria Sai, and you're back for season two of The Take On. Hi, everyone. Welcome back to The Take On. I am Persian, as you all know, and I finally have a Shah on my podcast. I'm so excited. Um, Shervin Rupharvar. I hope I said it right, Sherv. How are you? Hey, bud. How are you doing? I'm doing great. Thank you. Yeah, you did I'm, say it right. Okay, good. I mean, I, I should be able to pronounce it. It's a Persian yeah, and even if you didn't, uh, it wouldn't be the first time I heard it not said right. So I know, I know. Amir Hassan Yasai. I know how I know how it goes. I know it's, how it's it. part of being Persian. If you don't have a messed up last name, you're not really Persian. <laughs> that is so true. That is so funny. Speaking of that, I wanna I always like to commiserate with other Persians. Do you get the the question like oh, you're Persian. Do you know my dentist? Or do you know my real estate agent? He's Persian. Like, do you ever get those weird questions? I, all the time. And, you know, I think LA is a little bit, makes it a little bit more weird in LA considering there's just such a large population of Persians. Right. But, you know, other places, um, like when I was in, I don't know, when I grew up in Alabama when I was a kid, if like you met another Persian, it was kind of a big deal. You're like, oh my God. You, you automatically were friends pretty much. It's like fam, instant fam, yeah, right? Instant, <laughs> instant. It's like, oh, That's okay, funny. you know, we, then we must be. I mean, when I was in like elementary school, like there was another Persian kid, like that's it. We're we're homies, whether you like it or not. That's how it was for me too. I grew up in Orange County, so a lot of white people. So when I see a Persian, like like you said, like a weird name yeah. or like I just gravitate to that person, and, you, you know. Because I was thinking somehow you find a reason to, to feel to figure that any older Persian is like an uncle or an aunt somewhere, you know, it's, <laughs> it's just, so you know, true. It's, it's a cultural thing. It's more like it's a respecting that you give to elders, but yeah, it's that is so funny. kind of hard to um, explain to anybody that's not really, hasn't really experienced it personally. It's very true. I mean, it's crazy. Like it's funny because everyone now loves Persian food, loves Persians, you know, with Shah's like everybody's obsessed, but like, 15 years ago, like I used to bring korma sabzi to school and like I'd get made fun of. Now it's like so cool to eat that stuff. So Yeah, I don't know if it's still cool for the know, little cool. kids though. You know what I mean? Yeah, like right true. now when we get older, and that's true. I think culturally, um, as a society, I think we've kind of opened up to, to new foods. I mean, look, look at how popular sushi is, right? True. When I was a kid, it was like some people were like, I'm not going to eat that. And now it's like that's, that's the go-to, right? So I think, uh, I think as a society, we've opened up a lot to – to kind of trying new foods. And of course it doesn't hurt that there's like the whole concept of fusion that didn't right. really exist when we were kids. Um, you know, fun, fun fact, like I'm sure you like Nobu sushi. Who doesn't? Uh, and I love Nobu. I never knew this. It's a, Nobu is not uh, just Japanese. It's a fusion. It's Peruvian Japanese. Oh, I actually knew that. Cause I've you done did? the, they have oh. a Peruvian brunch on Sundays. 
Oh, that's so awesome. I knew that. That's okay. the only. That's the only reason I knew. I'm not that bougie, but I knew that. <laughs> um, and, and you know what? It makes it easier, right? So it's like you're mixing these flavors. It's it's kind of exciting. So I think everybody's kind of had much more of an open mind to uh, to trying different foods. Uh, let's say over the past decade or two, as compared to the previous decades. I mean, it's a shift. And I think that even like Shaw's has kind of like, I, what I love, a lot of Persians, like I'm sure before you did it too, like a lot of Persians were like, oh, this is going to be so bad for us. They're going to make us look bad. But then I felt like it allowed people to see Persians just to be like normal kids partying in LA. And then they also did the cultural infusion where they teach like people about Persian culture. Like, did you have any apprehension about putting yourself out there? Um, yeah, yeah, I mean, listen, more my parents than me, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, my mom was just like, okay, don't embarrass me. And if you do, I'm going <laughs> to disown you, right? Yeah. And uh, my dad made it clear that all my aunts and everybody are watching and, you know, not to be embarrassing. So I think, I think it was the older generation that, that was more apprehensive as opposed to the younger generation. I think our generation and younger uh, have always been kind of like, well, we want to own that we like to drink and party, you know, we want to be able to own it like everybody else. And I think, um, it kind of paved the way for that a little bit. And you know what? It's kind of sad enough as it is. I kind of feel like sometimes some of the things done on Shaw are so Shaw's are so extreme that it makes people feel better about themselves. Well, listen, I'm not that bad. Right. (laughs) So it's like, Hey, you know, if their mom or dad or family, give them, give them some slack for like, you know, what are you doing? I can't believe you're doing this. So, well, it's not like I'm on, I'm like these guys, you know? So, um, so, you know, for whoever's listening that use that, you're welcome. (laughs) You owe me lunch. And exactly. Right. And also even the parents, like I'm sure people think, oh, my, you know, Persian mom is so hard on me. And then you see Vita and you're like, okay, well maybe, maybe my mom's not so bad. (laughs) Vita's dope. I love Vita. No, she really yeah, is. She is. She's, she's, really she's definitely, definitely one of my faves. She's awesome. She's come a long way too. I think it's really fun to see like all of all of the Shaws and parents included kind of like shift and be more supportive. Like even Mike's dad being more supportive. Like it's kind of cool to see that. Well, I mean, you know, I think we, I think we, we kind of uh, neglect to remember that, you know, it's been almost a decade, yeah. right? So people grow, you know, I look at my own parents 10 years ago. They're not the same people, Absolutely. you know, and just... And, you know, and, and I, my, my mom hears this, sorry to say this, but when you get kind of old, you do soften up and just kind of take things just more in stride, you know? True. Like True. my dad used to always want to give his opinion. By give his opinion, I mean tell you what to do. Exactly. And, <laughs> and now it's kind of like you ask him about something, you ask him for advice or, you know, kind of want to consult with him. And he's like, I don't know, you know better than me. Just, you know, go ahead and decide. He has no hosele for it, you know? He's yeah, just no like, He's like, it's cool, you know. Yeah, you know, they, they get older. And I, and I see that happening with, with, uh, with my castmates' parents and my friends' parents and my other family right. members and to some degree with myself. I mean, I'm not as hot-headed as I was 10 years ago. Right. You know, look at Golnessa. No, she's coming along with Yeah, 10 years ago, she was ready to stab you, and, and now she's holding a baby bottle. So, you know, that's, she swapped a knife for a cool. bottle. What can I say? It's great. It's amazing. <laughs> she um, needs that on a t-shirt. That's yeah. That, that, that. Maris, <laughs> Merch idea, Golnessa. That's funny. Same thing with Maris. You know, Maris is like yeah. super mom, you know, and she's like, and, and Tommy's like super dad. I mean, it's, it's amazing. Shams, Shams is very lucky to have some amazing parents like that. And uh, he, he's and a see, cutie. <laughs> yeah. We're going to see, we'll see the product of that. Right. So it's exciting. It's all really fun. Mike and Paulina, Mike is Mike is the way he cares for Paulina's kids. I mean, they're nothing short of being his own, you know, he's, which is amazing. Yeah. It's amazing. You know, just to watch him do it and he gets so excited and, and, you know, he's just, 
he's 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 really like filling in that role really well and and that's it's so it's so wonderful to see because you tell it's something inside of him that he needed to do hang on one second i'm sorry okay, <laughs> okay. i had to use the computer so i've got but hang on sorry it's all good hey maria maria <laughs> was there um was there a little like there's a lot of feedback coming on his end right do you hear that mm. okay yeah yeah well i wasn't antis i wasn't anticipating using the laptop and i had to come back in to use the laptop and and today's the day i have my housekeeper here But I don't mean that background. I mean, like, it sounds like a clicking on the mic. When he was talking, it's like click, click, click kind of thing. Did you hear it? Mm. Okay. Okay. Okay, cool. And you don't hear my text or I can't disable the text coming through. Thank God. Okay, great. Of course. Okay. Sure. Well, uh, let's see. What were, what were we talking about? I mean, you were talking about um, oh, Mike and Mike, Paulina. Do you yeah. want to just start with Mike and Paulina? Yeah, and well, just... you know, like I was saying, I think, um, or I think, you know, another great thing to see is that is how Mike is really kind of filled in this stepfather role, right? And, mm -hmm. um, and he's kind of, and he takes care of and loves Paulina's kids as their own. And, and it's, it's really good to see that. It's like, it's everybody, it's like one by one, all the, like the, the interior, the inner paternal feelings and like wants and, and maternal ones are just kind of starting to shine. Right. So, and, you know, and, and again, that that's to my point, 10 years ago, we were, we were all different, including, not just the, the cast and, and everybody on the show, but but the viewers, right? So, right. so I think, I, yeah, it is more and more accepted. And believe it or not, I get stopped significantly more by non-Persians. So it's, oh, it's really, it's a trip to see, you know, people in the Midwest. And, you know, I had a randomly, I, yeah, I went to a wedding in Oklahoma. And yes, there are Persians in Oklahoma. <laughs> and, um, and so I, I was at the wedding and obviously like a lot of the, I mean, I was there for a few days, and it was great. I love Oklahoma. I have cousins there. It's, I, I love the Midwest in general. It's just Me the too. South. It's just everybody's so nice and so friendly and so warm, and, and it's just it's amazing. So, so when we were there, uh, so many people would stop me, like, oh, my God, are you from Shaws? Are you from Shaws? And people like young, old, you know, of all, of all walks and, and talks of life. And, and you see it so much, and, and they're so excited to learn about the culture and, and they want to, and of course, one of the standard questions, like, is everybody really like that? I'm like, <laughs> you know, and my answer is, well, sometimes in post-production, they have to turn it down a little bit because we get a little too crazy. <laughs> so, um, but yeah, you know, it, it's good. It's, it's fun to see it, it being better received. It's fun to see everybody kind of grow up. It's fun to see, you know, these things kind of change. And, you know, and we just finished, our, or right now, we're second half of uh, season nine is airing. And we haven't gotten an official for season 10 yet, but, but uh, it's always based on viewership. And so far, looks like that's kind of in, in the sites as well. So exactly. we'll see. You guys are doing better than Roni. You guys have more viewers than Roni. Yeah, I mean, so. I, think, um, I think this was one of, you know, we say this almost every year, and I feel like 
it gets better and better and better. And this was definitely one of the better seasons. We've got a lot of good stuff happening and everybody kind of wants to know what's going on with everybody's lives. And, and everybody has, you know, some, some significant things taking place. Um, it's, it's been fun. It's been real fun. So, That's awesome. Yeah. I love that. It, it's a, listen, it's a good sh- show, but you know, I got this question a lot when I said I was talking to you. A lot of people feel like, do you feel like it gets a fair shake? Like I feel like, you know, family karma wouldn't have existed without Shaw's, right? So I feel like sometimes it doesn't get its fair shake. I mean, people love it. And obviously there was a the whole thing with Kelly Dodd saying, Oh, who's Golnessa? And she like, you know, clapped back and was like, We've been on air for 10 years. Yeah. Yeah. So, like, do you feel like sometimes you guys don't get the fair shake or uh, you know, I'm going to say that my castmates definitely feel that. Um, right. And they voice it sometimes and they feel like, you know, yeah. you know, Mike's like, what, what are we, like the, uh, the ugly stepchild of, the, of Bravo? Like what's right. going on here, right? That's what it feels like. Eh. Even during the pandemic, they put you guys on a Friday night, kind of trying to kind of fuck with you guys. And then you did really well. See, my, my thing is, I'm going to argue and say that, you know, Bravo is, is a network. They're, they're, right. they're investing money in this. This is their product. I don't see anybody investing money in a product and purposely ruining it. That just doesn't make sense to me as a businessman, right? True. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah, you are a businessman. We so, will talk about. That. So I think that you know, and I think naturally everybody's just kind of kind of be overprotective and biased to their own, right? So maybe if you ask you know some of the housewives, they say maybe we're not getting a fair shake, and then you ask some of the shahs, they might say we're not getting a fair shake, right? So I think anytime you're going to ask anybody, they're always going to want more, right? So and I think that's right. just part of human nature. I think, um, hey, listen. To me, it's like, put us on Sunday, put us on Friday, put us on Tuesday afternoon, and we'll still prove our numbers, right? <laughs> and, I, and let the numbers speak for themselves. So like, it's even better. It's like, hey, yeah, we got these numbers, by the way, on a Friday, right? So it gets you, it gets you a little more street cred, if you will. Um, right. I think, you know, I remember one year I looked at these stats, and it was like Shaw's was one of the, the most DVR'd shows on the network. Mm, I could see that. And it's like, yeah, because I remember myself, when before I was on the show, it's like we would... I would set it to my DVR, and then we would be like, "Okay, you guys want to watch Shaws tonight?" You know, <laughs> and and it was cool. I'd be like, "Hey, let's get let's get some Persian food and watch Shaws, right? Why not?" You know, it's like we're gonna watch a Persian show. Let's let's get some Persian food. So we kind of made a thing out of it. It was fun. It was kind of like I didn't not watch it live because I didn't care. I didn't watch it live because I wanted to save it for a special time. I wanted to make something of it. You know, make like an event out of it, right? A little gather, gathering, and you know, so many people tag me in their Shaw's parties. So <laughs> that's you know, awesome. Again, I uh, I don't I don't personally think we're we're not getting a fair shake. I think uh, I think if challenges come our way, we 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 push through them, and that speaks for itself. It's a very positive. I I always like you because I feel like you're the positive light on Shaw's. Like <laughs> you're always the one that kind of. I mean, for, obviously with your relationship, that definitely got like you definitely got some egg on your face with that whole thing. But like generally, you're pretty unscathed with the drama. Like, how do you stay outside the fringe? Like, you don't really insert yourself, but you're a voice of reason. You're very calm. Like, you know, that's how do you do probably that? reason why I'm not that great at reality TV? Just because it's just not really part of my personality. Right. Mm. I'm not, you know, I don't really, I don't chase conflict. I try to mm-hmm. subdue it. Right. I, I don't, I, I don't try to, you know, they told me, you know, if you, you want to be good in reality TV, somebody told me one time, you want to be good in reality TV, when there's fire, you got to throw gas on it. And yeah. My natural intuition is just kind of cool it off and ice it. Right. Um, right. And, you know, it's like not to, not to kind of bring myself down or anything, but well, the way we grew up is there's no like 
drama and talking. You got that much of a problem, you square up and box. One wins and one loses and it's over. Uh, Or shut up. You know, so I don't really, it's kind of hard. It's like I don't really have that middle ground. So I I prefer not to get to the end result, right? And, uh, And that's why I haven't really gotten into it too much. And, you know, as you get older, again, it's like, man, there's so many real responsibilities in life and so much real stuff going on. Do you right. really care about this? Like, you, do you have enough energy and time and just brain power to invest in this? Like, who gives a shit? So, excuse my language. So, no, you can cuss. Oh, okay. <laughs> so, yeah, um, so, yeah I, I don't really get into it too much. And I just rather, you know, Mike told me one time, you can't, every moment can't be a kumbaya moment. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, I understand every moment can't be a kumbaya moment, but we don't have to be at each other's throats all the time. But I feel like you're authentic about it. I think there's a level of like wanting to fix things. Like I feel like I know London and I, and I will t- I will say this to her face, but I feel like she came in and is trying to fix things without really listening to what's going on. I don't think you ever did that. Like I think you always listen to both sides. You never created more drama, but you didn't also try to be like, everyone, let's move on. Like in a way where people weren't ready for it. Yeah. Which I think is why Reza was like, shut the fuck up. Like, you don't know what's going on. Stop trying to fix it. Like, and I think that you never did that though. There, so I think it was still entertaining. Well, I don't think. I yeah, appreciate you didn't that. Do that. Yeah. You yeah. know, this, this year I did kind of voice myself a little bit just cause I, mm-hmm. you know, we're sitting at Mike's birthday and everybody wants to attack him on his birthday. That was like, a little extreme. Come on. This is, there's a time and place for everything. You know, like if yeah. you, if yeah. you planned on coming at the dude during his birthday, uh, then you, then you came at, you came to, you basically came to his birthday with negative intentions. What, why are you even here? But also, why do you care what he's doing with his duel? Like I, I was DMing him and I'm like, I don't, you don't care what I'm doing. I don't care what you're like. I just, this idea that we're all above, like wh- whether or not Mike cheated, I don't really care about that. The point is Reza has done it. Everyone's done, everybody's done their things. And then all of a sudden now we're on a high horse. Like that's what I don't get. Well, I'm I'll, like, I'll give Reza this, this on this part. And to his defense, he said something very profound to me one time and, and it made so much sense. It clicked. He said, you know, sure. If, if we're all going to be friends, we're all going to be homies, we're all going to claim each other, and this is our clique, you know, then, then we got to be accountable to each other. We got to hold each other accountable. We have to hold each other to a level that we want to be represented at, right? Mm-hmm. And you can't, you know, and if, if one of us is, is kind of slipping and trying to, you know, slip and slide through it and, and not be accountable and not take responsibility, then it's yeah. our responsibility to, to bring them and hold them accountable and help them grow and help them learn. Listen, he's like, I, I don't want to pick on anybody. I don't want anybody to say sorry to me. They don't owe me anything. I just want them to grow, to say, okay, you know what? I understand. I did this. It was wrong, and I've learned from it. Now I won't do it again. I right? see. So mm-hmm. I get that, right? But again, time and place. It's dude's birthday. We're, we're like, we've driven out into the heat. We're in, we're in Palm Springs. It's, you know, it's, it's been a pandemic. Nobody's left their bubble. Like, finally, we've got this opportunity to kind of be around each other and just kind of pretend like life is normal for a minute. Now you want to do this? You know? And that, that was my thing. So, and, and I, I feel like I, I still stand by that. But again, uh, you know, the message and what needs to be dealt with, I think, would have to be at some point or another. Just, you know, timing. Timing is everything, right? Absolutely. Absolutely. And do you, I, you know, I think what you said is really profound. It's like holding each other accountable. And I think that's why people watch Shaw's because I feel like as opposed to the housewives, you guys are genuinely friends. Aside from London, I don't think a lot of people have been placed in like it. You guys are generally like really friends. So I feel like 
with Housewives, you get a lot of like casting, but like I feel like you guys are all really like on each other's side. Yeah. I mean, you made up with Gigi, like which was really really nice to see. Like you guys are really friends. Yeah, it, it does. And, you know, and, and there was a void in my life during the time where I'm not hanging out with Goldust or have any kind of communication with her. Right. Right. And same for right. her. It was like we were like we were two peas in a pot. You know. And Which she, I love that it was because great. it's like a real friendship between a guy and a girl without any sexual tension. 100%. Yeah, which I think is refreshing and, to see. And she was like, um, and you know, I got to say this. I think I, I, give, I give a lot of good credit to, to how the network chooses to care for Shaws because if, you, if somebody comes on and, and they can't build and develop real, like real relationships with us, then mm-hmm. they just won't be around anymore. Ag- you know? ag- agreed. And that's, agreed. You know, that's what happened with Sarah. She just couldn't click. You know, right. so that was Sarah that. Ostafa. There was people yeah. that like kind of just never really tried to get in there and, and you know really build a friendship with people. And exactly. yeah, that that's always like really important. But it, for some reason, on like Housewives, it kind of works. But I think part of the reason I like Family Karma and Shaw's more is because these people are actually friends. Yeah, you know, yeah. so it's like refreshing to watch. And we do. I mean, and don't get me wrong, we communicate and hang off camera all the time, right? Which so, is nice. Yeah, which I got. Which really, like, actually, I'm staring in my living room right now. That just reminded me. Um, I bought Shams a birthday gift, and it's been sitting oh. here since April. Because I ordered it, and I accidentally, I thought I was going to send it to MJ's house, but I sent it here, and it's too big to fit in my car. So I'm like, Maris, come over here in your SUV and pick this thing up. She's like, no, you need to bring it here. And so and it's been, so it's been this thing in my, in my living room. Everybody that comes like, what's up with this thing in your living room? I'm like, I don't want to talk about it. <laughs> so, I'm like, listen, I live in a little two-bedroom apartment, Maris. Like, help me out here. It's taking over my life. Yeah, right. So, yeah. I'm gonna, but that, my point is we see each other all the time. Um, There's a real friendship. Yeah. There's a real bond yeah, where sure. I feel like it's manipulated on other shows mm-hmm. um, on Bravo. And I, I, don't, I don't feel like it is with your show. Well, and I think that's part of the reason why it's lasted so long, right? Yeah. And, and it, not only it, it's retained its viewer base, but it's, the viewer base has expanded. Right. So mm-hmm. I think, um, you know, and, and like I said before, like the numbers speak for themselves. Right. Absolutely. So and that's all you really need. Yeah. And, the, and like you said, it's a business and you're a businessman. You understand like Bravo is running a business. So, you know, the numbers, they can't get rid of something that's doing well. Exactly. Right. Exactly. Yeah. You can't get rid of something yeah. that's doing well and they don't want to hurt something that's doing well. Right. Exactly. In fact, exactly. And I was telling, I remember I was discussing with Mike, I was like, you know, if we don't get the most prime time slot, right. It's because they know that we're strong enough to be able to take that. You know, oh. if you think a weaker show, I never show, thought about that. Yeah, like, I never thought about it. Like, you know, maybe they have a weaker show or a newer one that's kind of, you know, we're not sure if this is going to do too good. Well, they're going to give them a little boost because remember, they invested in it. They got to see a return, right? So if they give them the bad time spots, like, okay, I'm almost guaranteed I'm going to lose money on this deal. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to. Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Lucky Land Casino, asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No 
purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. So sure, I want to know a little bit about your background in like nightlife and restaurants and like you've done a lot of like business there. And then I know that you're you're doing a lot of like tech businesses and startups and stuff. I want to know a little bit about like how all of that stuff helped with reality TV. Like do you, like, do you think that because you were like naturally good at business and managing people, like you were able to kind of be that point of like calm in the friendships? Um, that's good. That's an interesting question. I think, I think that, well, I definitely think that my background in just like business and operations mm-hmm. uh, helped me really quickly understand how the filming works, how production works, like what's, how, it, how the process is, you know, um, like sometimes we, we take a, you know, we're in we're mid conversation, even though we're doing something and they have to take a time out because they got to change the batteries on the cameras. Right. Then it's like, okay, if they take the battery, change the battery in the cameras, you kind of stop your conversation, which is a little weird. Then you got to go to the bathroom and come back maybe, or something like that. Then you kind of pick up where you left off. Right. Like right now we had a little bit of technical difficulty. We stopped and we started. Right. Right. So in that case, when it happens there, it's like, that's to be continuity. So if you were wearing a jacket and you took it off, you got to make sure you put it back on before they start again and then take it off on camera. Because if you were see with a jacket, then it comes off. Right. So mm. all these things, like you have to start paying attention for. And I, would, I picked up on that really fast because, you know, my background operations and whatnot. Um, and I think that helped me kind of understand, well, you know, we're like, you know, we're, we're talking, we're going somewhere. It's important to go somewhere with our conversation, right? I mean, if we're just, if we're just uh, you know, all kind of standing around talking, we might talk for hours about, you know, stuff that's not necessarily relative to what's going on, right? But, you know, we, we do have to make a point to kind of, there's a subject going on. We have to kind of stay on it too because we can't just bring up a million different subjects. The show is not going to, a season is not 100 episodes, right? There's only so many and they're following certain subjects and we got to make sure we, we stay relative to them, right? Um, we we got to know what's happening. You know, hey, hey Shervin and Golnessa, they, they got into it. What's going to happen, right? Um, can't leave everybody hanging the whole time. It's like we got to either say we're going to, hey, we're going to stay like this and this is what it is, or we're going to make up. We can't just leave it in midair, right? So I think that uh, understanding how things work helped me a lot. Um, but then, yeah, I do see that having to deal with a lot of employees and a lot of different areas and having to deal with a lot of, management and subcontractors and, you know, and other associates, you do pick up some people skills, you know, um, not everybody is in business. Not everybody's always nice and professional. You deal with all walks and talks of life. So I think being, having that exposure did, does help me just in general with my people skills. I do assimilate well into groups. Um, I always say I'm kind of a chameleon. I'll get along with anybody. Right. And I think that's, that's, that's mainly because you know after 20 years of business you do start to pick up how to uh how to express what you want uh, the right way without being a dick (laughs) yeah without being a dick exactly that's awesome that's awesome well at least we attempt to that is i can't say it always works but for the most part well sometimes you have to be a dick right to the right people i mean i feel like to to be like i mean i worked as a publicist you can't always be nice it's not gonna work yeah exactly well unfortunately some people take niceness for weakness right Exactly. Like, I get that a lot. Yeah, I said it I said it nicely and I said please, but you mm-hmm. didn't seem like you want to hear it that way. So now let me tell you you're going to do this or there's going to be problems. Yeah, like when okay, cuz again, this, I'm always so curious about this cuz like you're so like I mean this in the best way. 
but you and Mike are so Persian, but then you guys are also so like not. Does that make sense? Like you're you're very masculine, but then you're also like fine being around gay men, being around women, being kind. Like I don't feel intimate. I'm very uncomfortable around straight Persian men, but the uh-huh. two of you, I've never felt that kind of toxic masculinity. How do you, I mean, I'm sure you've dealt with it at times growing up, like having to check it, but how do you like minimize it or don't let it like it, your masculinity like it's, it's be toxic just, i don't think it's about masculinity i think it's mm. about i think it's just about understanding right mm. um i mean in today's day and age you'd be foolish to feel uncomfortable around anybody for whatever whatever they may believe or choose or or do right um i think we're secure when you're securing yourself then you're securing your surrounding right so for me it's like Look, I'm I'm okay. I know who I am. I'm a confident person. I'm not worried about it. You know, hang if somebody's standing next to me, if I'm if I'm hanging around with somebody that's that's gay or bi or transgender or or Jewish or Christian or Catholic, nothing of none of this matters to me, right? Mm-hmm. And this is you know this is part of being in a civilized society. This is part of evolution, right? And that's very backwards thinking. And to be honest, the more and more in our generation, I'm I'm seeing that. In previous generations, you know, they were, you know, very homophobic. And and I think it's just because of a lack of understanding and just, you know, that backwards thinking. So it would be just plain stupid to carry that forward. And so it's just about having an understanding. I really appreciate that about your – I'm happy you said Mike because Mike's very much like that as well. He's very mm-hmm. open-minded. He's very, you know – he loves all walks of life. It doesn't matter what religion you are. It doesn't matter what sexual orientation you are. None of that matters, right? Yeah, he's and, lovely. Yeah. I big. like sat next to him and I was like, and he was like, why are you sitting so far away? I was like, oh, like, because in my head, I always try to respect, like, especially Persian straight men. I, I don't try to be affectionate, affectionate with them. Like, he gave me a big hug. Yeah. He was like, he was like looking in my eyes. I was like, wow, like, I've I've always been around Persian men who are very uncomfortable with my sexuality. I've never hit on anyone that wasn't gay or into me. So I've never like crossed that line, but I always felt, and it was so funny. Like he really like helped heal something in me that I didn't even know. That's amazing. Yeah. That's amazing. I hope you told him that. I'm sure you'd love to hear that. That's great. I did. I did tell him that. Um, You know, I think, uh, I don't know what to tell you, buddy. I think maybe you're hanging out with the wrong kind of guys. (laughs) (laughs) No offense, but they're stupid. Um, You know, and, and like I said, I think, and, and you know what else? It's good. I get messages sometimes like, hey, you know, I'm Middle Eastern, I'm gay, you know, mm-hmm. I really appreciate that, you know, you guys make me feel more comfortable and what you guys do and like make me feel more accepted. Mm-hmm. And, and I think it's great. You know, I think that's another benefit of this show, right? I think, uh, you know, or I've got messages about, you know, people having similar issues. That's what's going on. And it's so relatable, Right. I think that's what, to be honest, I think that's what really um, makes reality TV in general. Um, that's what it gives us its power, right? Exactly. And, and that's just relatability. It's like everybody's seeing something that, that they see at home. Everybody's got their own issues with bills and their, their significant other and their parents and their, you know, and where to live and their job and, you know, and stress and, and friendships. And it's kind of hard because, you know, like, hey, I love the movie Scarface, but I really don't know what it feels like to be a sociopathic, you know, homicidal drug trafficker, right? <laughs> so I can't really relate to the guy. Right. Um, but, you know, but, you know, I can relate to Mike. I get it, right? So I think that's what really makes it powerful. And it, and it feels really good to have been a part of that and, and help, you know, some other people feel kind of better about themselves or, 
or feel better about their problems, right? Because, right. you know, it's, it, was, it was so frustrating growing up. Like some, some kind of problem would happen. My mom or dad would be like, well, you know, so-and-so has it worse. I would get so frustrated. Like, listen, that sucks for so-and-so, but that doesn't make my problem any better. Right. Amen. Amen. Uh, I don't know why, you know, it's like that per- it's cultural. Like it's always in comparison. I hated that. I hated well, that. Well, it's also toxic positivity too. It's like a lot of Persians will say like my dad, I'll be like complaining. He's like, well, people don't have drinking water. I'm like, I know that there are people worse off than me, but that also minimizes what I'm going through. Yeah. yeah, you're yeah. Right. Like I said, I mean, like that, I'm not, not to knock somebody else's problem. That sucks. And I really, right. you know, if I say anything I could do to help, I'd love to help, but right. I still have this problem. You know, <laughs> yeah, just because, exactly. you know, that person doesn't have drinking water does not solve my problem. Right. right. So mm-hmm. I'm still stressed out about this. And, you know, and, and to see like and I think when people see that, that that, hey, we have similar problems that they have and it's not something extreme. Right. It's the exact same problem. It helps them kind of it, it helps. It makes it easier to swallow the pill. Right. Exactly. It's exactly. like, well, you know. He's got it, and you know he's he's got other stuff going on, and you know he, there's things that I like about it, and even he has to deal with this stuff. And if he can do it, I can do it too, right? So I think that, that and it feels good to be part of that because I do get a lot of positive messages that way, and, and I'm always uh, I'm always grateful that to have been part of a solution as opposed to part of a problem. And I think that that's part of it, and also even like the way that you and Golnessa made up, I feel like instead of just like divulging exactly what went wrong, I, I like that you guys were just like, okay, we're adults. We're going to like, sometimes when you forget what the problem is, you can just like, okay, like as adults, let's just move on. And I think that that's part of like the beauty of you on the show as well is to not hold a grudge. Yeah. I think that, that gives it another layer. Exactly. Like, Holding grudge is just dumb. I mean, you're, just, you're carrying negative negativity for nothing, right? It's like, what do they say? It's like swallowing poison and expecting the other person to die. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I've seen that. I've seen that. And you know, sometimes, Amir, sometimes two people need to agree to, to disagree. That's it. Yeah. You know? Yeah. There's no point in, you know, beating up this dead horse and there going isn't. back and forth in, until one person says, okay, it's 100% my fault. Right. Just agree like, sometimes. Yeah, you know, Just hey, I got my, I got my view. You got your view. It's mm-hmm. water in the bridge. Who cares? You know. Yeah, like, let's move on. Yeah, like and I if said, you love someone enough, enough. Yeah, more, if you love you someone know. enough, you move on. You exactly. know, <laughs> exactly. Hundred yeah. It's not rocket science. Like when I came out to my cousin, he was like, "Being gay is a choice," and I was like, "All right, we're going to agree to disagree." Yeah. I love you. I know that like you love me, and whatever. That's how you feel. I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna sit there and argue with you and try to change your mind. What's the point? Well, that's, that's not that's not what I'm in the business of. Okay. Um, speaking of business, I want to talk about um, this really cool thing that you're involved with. Time Commerce is that? Are you still involved with that? It was that yeah. Was I sit on their board. They're pretty cool. They've uh, actually, it's one of my buddies from high school. Is one of the founders. Mm-hmm. Um, they're doing some cool stuff. They're uh, they've got a um, they kind of do merchant services for restaurants and stuff. But but it's cool because. You can basically go to a restaurant. Before you sit down at the restaurant, you can order your food. Mm-hmm. You can have it paid for. You just walk away and just pay for it on your app. You don't have to wait for the, for the check to come. You know? Oh, that's cool. So it's like, you know, I remember lunchtime during high school, we, we were allowed to leave campus, which we thought was so cool. And, <laughs> but I mean, but by the time you get out of campus and get to Burger King and get your food, you literally are eating it in the car on the way back True. And, and literally like swallowing the last bite as you're running into class. And it kind of kills it. Like, until we were seniors and we didn't have class after high school, then we go. We thought we were real cool because we went to Chili's. But <laughs> I remember those days. But how awesome would it be if, like, you know, you you have an hour to eat, you have forty five minutes to eat, 
You already know what you want. You're going to Chili's. You know you're going to get the mushroom burger. You can order it. It'll be so when you sit, it comes out. You don't have to wait for the server to come back to pay for it. You just walk out and, and pay for it on your way out, right? So it, it speeds up the process. I think it's really cool. I got a couple other projects I'm working on. They're really dope too. I've got an app coming out. You're going to love it. I can't release any information on it just yet, okay. but, can't but wait. It, it's it's a game changer. I'm going to disrupt for sure. Ooh. And, um, and the construction stuff that I was talking about to you last time has just been mm-hmm. bonkers. I mean, I'm just, it's, I, I'm very grateful, knock on wood, it's just so busy. Um, it's, construction is definitely a, a very, very hot, hot, hot commodity to be a part of right now. And, oh, yeah. Um, Who would have thought during the pandemic, all of a sudden, people are buying homes like it's a bag of chips. Well, yeah, I mean, right. listen, they printed $8 trillion and they pumped it into the economy. It's got to do something, yeah. right? So, yeah. And because yeah. the homes are, home prices are going up so high, everybody wants to build because it just makes sense, right? Uh, it's a good it's time. Nuts. So int- interesting times we're in. Um, they, uh, they, you know, they're starting to they brought out the mask mandate in L.A. And uh, I don't know if you saw in New York, they, they're requiring the vaccination now to enter, to enter anywhere, enter anywhere I indoors. That. That was, that's like, you know, people, I'm sure the, those anti-vaxxers are going to call it communism. Oh, oh, well, they already did. I already saw that. Mm-hmm. Like the, the last vaccine is communism. I saw that. Oh, you know, God. Look, the way I think about it, this is nothing new, right? I mean, we had chicken pox, measles, you know, polio. If you didn't have certain vaccines, it's always been like that. You can't go to school. You know, right. there's a lot of things right. you can't do. This is just another mm-hmm. one added to the list, right? And, uh, and because there's, there's something else there, you know, and. And it's unfortunate that some people still call it, you know, the flu because I've never seen morgues and have to bring uh, refrigerated trucks to store extra bodies because of the flu. Um, right. But, you know, I, I think that we're, we're slowly but surely getting towards the end. And here's and an interesting statistic is areas where um, the demographic is very educated have the highest percentage of uh, vaccinated people. Right. <laughs> I mean, right. you know, mm-hmm. I, I think that speaks for itself, too. It so, does. And also, I think black and brown neighborhoods are very scared of healthcare because of the ways that they've been treated as well as, well as like queer people. Yeah. So they're, they're, those numbers are also low because of that kind of fear. But I hope that with this, like with TikTok has been so instrumental in getting people vaccinated because it's helped to kind of break some of these myths. I see these doctors with millions of followers like kind of correcting right. these opinions like because i have a friend who's you know oh if i get the vaccine i'm gonna get sterilized i'm like come on man no you're not yeah, yeah. that's not a real thing they're not sterilizing people like that's crazy so yeah. i don't know these there's a lot of misinformation you know how it is. yeah unfortunately unfortunately you know that these these platforms to be able to get out there and share information now uh, have pros and cons and the pros are like you said these doctors are able to reach out to their followers yeah. but then you know a lot of misinformation gets out there too so with like everything else, you take it with the good, the bad. Uh, I just hope, as you know, as as not even as a society, as as a species, we're able to kind of get by this thing uh, with with the least amount of casualties from here on out and, and get back to normal life. Hopefully, I think I don't think Lollapalooza helped us any, but it's okay. That's fine. <laughs> I agree. Um, I so when I said I was talking to you, um, as you, I'm sure you know, I'm sure you get a lot of crazy DMs, but I got a lot of DMs. People want to know your type. People want to know if you're single. I mean, they they are people are kind of obsessed with you. <laughs> <laughs> well, um, I I don't know how to answer that. I mean, I'm I don't know. <laughs> I I don't have a particular type to be honest. I'm pretty okay. open minded. Um, okay. I think that as long as you're positive and cool and, and not draining, then, um, uh, then those are some major check marks, right? No energy vampires. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. 
Um, and, and positive, right? It's just like, I just really can't deal with negativity. It just, it just, it, dra it really drains me. It sucks me dry. I just can't. Um, like I said, there's so much going on and so much running around and so much like work, 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 which I enjoy. I mean, you mm -hmm. know, I'm not saying in a bad way, like, oh my God, I have to work. I enjoy it. I prefer it. I've set myself up to do this, but right. that's where I, I like to focus my energy. Um, and then, and then after that, like, I want to smile and laugh, you know, so if I'm spending time with somebody, I want it to be fun. I want it to be positive, right? I don't want to go, you know, at work and have to deal with all kinds of stuff and then come back and have to argue, right? No. That's not, I just can't. I, I don't have, I, I just don't have the, anything left in my reserves for that, you know? And I've noticed some people that have a lot less to do, they don't mind that because it's almost like it fills their day, right? It's like, yeah. listen, my, my day's already full. I don't need any help, right? Some people like the drama. Like yeah, I think so, it's maybe an aphrodisiac for them. I, I, I don't. I, I don't buy it. I, yeah, you're, you know, you're saying it exactly the way I think. I think for some people it is an aphrodisiac for them. I think, you know, and I've met people that are like, oh, well, the best part is the makeup sex. Uh, what? Mm. You know? I just like to just have sex without makeup. Yeah, why don't you Why don't you just have normal sex, you know? <laughs> yeah, like, I don't, why do you have to like, fight yeah. and then get mad at yeah. each other? And then, yeah, and relationships shouldn't be work. I had a therapist who told me that and said, like, you're way too busy to be in a relationship where like it's like working as well and you have to like be strategic and have strategy yeah, like, I, don't, yeah. I just want to be myself it should be brainless yeah, yeah exactly. Exactly. exactly exactly absolutely we're on the same page um before i let you go i want to ask you uh you know obviously you're on shaws but is there another bravo show that you would ever be a part of or you love watching or um <laughs> i think i said this last time i don't know i i you know i don't watch too much tv in general mm -hmm. right but I got to keep it old school. Like I've the ones that I would watch because at the time I was dating this girl and she loved to watch these shows. And of course if she would watch them. Then I'd watch them with her. So yeah. I kind of got, you know, attached to the cast and the story, which were the housewives of Beverly Hills and then housewives of Orange County, the OG oh, ones. Right. Unexpected. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. It's not expected of me, but it was those in Shaw's and that's what we'd watch. So I didn't mind, you know, um, like there's, I think like some of the, the competition shows would be interesting to be a part of, you know, like, like the Amazing Race, or like you'd you know, be so good for that. Oh like God. I'd be interested in that. That looks kind of cool, right? But yeah. then again, I mean, do I have the time to go race around the world? <laughs> it's kind of yeah, not. not not necessary. I don't know if it would fit necessarily in the schedule. Not today, anyway. But you know, you never know. Um, I'm I'm very grateful for my my experience with Chaz. It's been a lot of fun. Um, it's 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 been life changing. It's you know it's something that I experienced. I mean, I've been been doing it for six years. It's something I experienced that uh that I'll take with me for the rest of my life, right? And, um, and you know, and, and you get to see some things and do some things that, that you would have otherwise never been able to even fathom. So, so I'm grateful for it. I'm happy I, I chose to, uh, to take on the opportunity and, uh, and, and no regrets, none, none at That's all. Awesome. awesome, I love that. And one last quick question. Um, are you thinking of ever being a dad? Do you want kids? I, I do, I do want okay. kids. Yeah. Um, I do. I, I simply put, I do. Um, unfortunately, uh, it's kind of hard to do by myself. So <laughs> <laughs> I have to, um, I have to figure out the second part of it, you know? So, you know, it's a pretty I, important I, second I'm, part. Yeah, I'm getting there. I'm getting there. You know, there was a time four, four or five years ago, I'm like, no, I'm definitely not ready. But, um, but you know, I'm Mike, Mike and MJ and Maris aren't the only ones that are, that are getting the, uh, the parent bug in them. Right. Okay. So, okay. so I'm, I'm getting there hopefully soon.
I love that. I love that. It's kind of like Vanderpump Rules. I was talking to Ariana and I was like, that show now has just become everyone has babies. And I feel like Shaw's now is like partying and now everybody has babies. So it's yeah, kind of funny. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Awesome. Well, I loved having you, Sharif. Hey, man. The best. Thank you so much. Uh, congrats congrats on your new show. I hope, um, I hope it, you, you have much success in it. And, uh, and thank, thank you for you. having me. And, and can't wait to, uh, to listen to, to this one and, and other episodes of your podcast. Thank you, Sherv. Thank you so much. And um, I can't wait to hear about this app as well. So everyone, you know, follow Sherv and um, keep in touch. Um, Sherv, and what's your Instagram? Is it just your name? At AlphaSherv, A-L-P-H-A-S-H-E-R-V. Perfect. I love your AlphaSherv. Oh, my God. I never realized it was AlphaSherv. Oh, my God. That's funny. Um, Thanks for being here, everyone. Uh, This was the take on. And thanks again, Sherv. And I appreciate you so much. And everybody, go watch Shaw's. Um, I think we have maybe 10 more episodes, right? got a lot more episodes we have a few more episodes yeah we're more than halfway done though awesome awesome i can't wait for the reunion it's going to be a good one um thanks again everybody thank you thanks for listening to this episode of the take on the take on is produced by dory berenstein and alan seals edited by kyle moore and is a proud member of the broadway podcast network You can find out more about me and The Take On at bpn.fm backslash The Take On. And of course, on my Instagram at Amir Yas official. Yes, honey, we're official. Make sure to subscribe and rate The Take On wherever you stream your podcast and keep tuning in for more amazing guests. Hey, it's Leslie Odom Jr. here on the Broadway Podcast Network to tell you about the RISE Theatre Directory, a program of maestro music. RISE is a national online resource designed to connect and empower backstage and administrative and creative theatre professionals from underrepresented backgrounds. If you work or aspire to work in the theater community, this can help you find your next project. And if you hire theater professionals, search the Rise Theater directory to find your next team. Create your profile now and get more information by visiting risetheater.org. That's theater with an R-E-R-I-S-E-T-H-E-A-T-R-E.org because only together we rise. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, lo. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.